the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Friday Fun Day edition of the Andrea Kay Show. Wrapping up this week, I don't think I'm actually 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress right now. I'm actually thinking more about 106 pounds, four pounds of which is, is something going on with my left eye including a very swollen eyelid. So I'm actually broadcasting to y'all tonight. No Facebook Live on The Answer San Diego because I'm actually broadcasting from an undisclosed location uh, just because nobody wants to see what I look like right now in this left eye right now, okay? I think, was it Quasimodo, Hunchback from Notre Dame with like the crazy left eye? That's what I'm looking like right now. But no matter how bad I might be feeling physically, I'm just super excited as always to come uh, share this time with you guys 6 to 7 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. It's Friday. That means we got here of the week and stink of the week. It means we got my buddy, buddy Bob Walters, who will be here to talk education. And then every night of the week, I get to enjoy myself with this man himself. It's DJ Potato Skins. And only the very courageous will be able to keep alive the spirit of individualism and dissent, which gave birth to this nation. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Happy Friday, AK. Thank you, my dear. Speaking of dissent, we got some marches happening in D.C. that I'm going to talk about in a moment. What does the March for Life have to do and have in common with the March Against Mandates? Two marches happening in, D- in D.C. But I don't know. Before I get into that, Skins, I don't know if you heard the breaking news. Yesterday, the CDC admitted they had to admit that natural immunity was better than artificial immunity injected into your bodies because the cat was out of the bag, that the more people are in the hospital. There's not really much who, else for them to hide. I mean, you have to well, just call facts facts now. Well, uh, however, I mean, even though they had to admit the facts that we've got more people in hospitals, more people sick with the latest variant who've had the shot. In spite of that, <laughs> guess what they did today? I warned everybody. I said it was coming. Fauci had said we might have to change the definition of what it means to be fully vaccinated and start using language about like being up to date. So sure enough, here comes Walensky today, Skins. And she says um, that the CDC has changed their, quote, language. They're no longer using, quote, fully vaccinated as if these were vaccinations to begin with. Now it's about whether or not you're, quote, up to date. And if you haven't had your booster, you're not up to date. Now, of course, she also had to say that, um, you know, you have to you're, you're not eligible for the booster until it's been a certain time period since you had your second shot. Um, but if you already had the first two shots and you're eligible for the booster, you're not, quote, up to date. And what this means is, and I think you and I was at last night or the night before, we were like, at what point does this end? Well, it's never going to end. This is going to be like flu shots. We are, we are officially in the endemic phase, which means this is a virus that's going to be around. It's mutated into the lesser deadly version. And, um, and basically these shots are no different than the flu shots. The difference is flu shots haven't been mandated. They're going to continue to do what they can do to try to force these shots on you because this was never about 
your health. That leads me to the marches that are happening in D.C. Today was the March for Life. Tomorrow's the March Against Mandates. Um, what do both of these marches have in common? Well, I suggest that Roe v. Wade wasn't about women's rights or women's health care any more than these mandates or these shots have anything to do with your health. Both have been about power. And many people, even conservative women, never really understood that Roe v. Wade was never about a woman's right to choose. This was never about. In fact, there was a movie that starred. Um, I wasn't prepared to talk about this, but I'm flashing on it. Um, Holly Hunter. She played Roe in the in the made for TV movie. And at one point, she's like seven months pregnant. And, and she says to them and they call her and they tell her that Roe v. Wade um, was approved by the Supreme Court, was ruled by the Supreme Court. And she says, but it's too late for her at that point to get the abortion because they didn't have the procedures in place. And she says, you want to tell me how you won and I lost? And that was a really pivotal moment, not for the reasons that Roe means in the movie. But this was a win for the Marxist in this movement. It was never about her. It was never about a woman's right to choose. It was never about women's health care. It was all about, this was the beginning, actually, of the cultural Marxist movement in this country. It was about taking power away, centralizing it, in D.C., taking it away from states. When we are a republic of states, this was a states' rights issue, right? And it was also about a cultural Marxist play to centralize power into the court system, taking it away from the executive branch and, most importantly, taking it away from the legislative branch. This was when they made the justices in black robes officially dictators. This is when they officially became – there had been other cases in the past, don't get me wrong – but you think about there has never been another case beforehand that had the impact on us, our, our society culturally and our government the way that Roe v. Wade had. The march today um, had a lot of people actually believing this was the 49th year thinking that um, this would be the last, thinking that Roe v. Wade will officially be overturned because we, uh, they heard uh, the SCOTUS allowed the Texas case to, uh, to be upheld. What they heard this week yesterday was the Dobbs case out of Mississippi, which ends a, 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 a abortion at 15 weeks. Whatever, whatever this, this group of justices decides, even if they kick it back to the states, the pro-life movement needs to understand that culturally, which is so much this being the part of the cultural Marxist movement about destroying the Judeo-Christian. And what is the cultural Marxist movement, right? It's about destroying the Judeo-Christian principles and values in which this country was based. If they could get Americans in this country to get on board and Roe v. Maid made it legal using viability at that point, without even any science, no science to understand when viability began or in, in any of that business, we don't need to get into that. If they could get Americans to buy into the notion that a woman could kill her child in the womb. Did they not kill off the Judeo-Christian principles and values in this nation, therefore paving the way to kill off everything else culturally this country was founded on? Of course they did. Abortion will remain legal in this country, whatever this group of justices, SCOTUS, decides to do. Um, and culturally, we're already lost. And, that's, and, and so the battle does not end Whatever they decide to do with this Texas case, whatever they decide to do with Dobbs. Am I may, are you following me so far, Skins? Yeah. Do you think culturally, Andrea, that we've already crossed the tipping point? I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, I know that we always say there's a lot of work to do politically within the nation. Do you think we can socially get this country back to where it is today? If we can take hold of the narrative. 
If we can take hold of the narrative that what this was about was this was not about a woman's right to choose. This is not now about, okay, now the justices are going to do something different because of technology. And now we've got ultrasounds and we've got 3D images. We always knew, right? We knew that that a, a, a baby's heartbeat, we've known for how many decades that this was a child inside of the womb, that it was never her body, her choice. We've known for a long time that it was another human being, right? Um, so culturally is really where the battle needs to be, right? And that's where we've got to get engaged as conservatives, as Republicans, into these cultural wars in a way that the Republican Party has never been willing to do, right? Um, they've never been willing to say to a woman, it's not your body, lady. You're killing your child in the womb. And you're trying to use, uh, you know, uh, what, an inch or two of skin ge as geography to justify the taking of your child. We have got to get in the game here culturally. What does this have to do with the march on the mandates? Is because that's the same game that they're trying to do with Roe. It's a cultural Marxist play. It doesn't have anything at all to do with our health care. It's about centralizing. It's about centralizing control over our lives. Right. Under the guise of health care. It's an attack on our individual liberties. And you know what? I suggest that Roe was also an attack on our individual liberties. They've done it in a way to flip it, to make it think that it was about a woman's liberty, when ultimately it was a play to gain control over our culture here. And if it, it, that's culturally what that's why the Marxists go after a culture, because if they can get you to. Ultimately. You have to remove God from society in order to think it's okay to kill an unborn child, right? You, they have, by, by doing that, they destroyed our Judeo-Christian principles and values. And our founders understood that our rights came from God, not from man. So if you're willing to, to buy into taking the life of your child, you basically have gone down the road away from God. And once you've gone down the road as a nation away from God, that's when they've got us, right? That's when you're willing to buy into that your rights come from, from man, right? That's when you're willing to, you're willing to, let's, let's see, hmm, you're willing to have seven-year-olds be put on puberty blockers and decide that they want to change their gender and you're going to go along with it, right? You think of all the ways that we've been destroyed culturally that began with Roe v. Wade. It, it, Roe v. Wade is is and and I'm 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 hurting right now with my left eyeball, so I'm not sure I'm articulating it very well. Um, but by cent it centralized power over our lives. It sent it took power away from the states. Um, it destroyed the Judeo Christian principles and, and our values. It paved the way for what we're seeing in schools. It paved the way for. Um, uh, it, it paved the way for schools to be able to say, well, you don't need, you don't need parental, parental, uh, uh, consent for the 15 year old, the school nurse is going to, you know, take the 15 year old or help the 15 year old get an abortion. And then if we're going to let the 15 year old at school get an abortion, then we're going to let the 15 year old at school with the school nurse decide that, you know, this 15 year old wants to change and become a transgender. There's a, there's a mom that was speaking at a school board in Florida who found out that her 13 year old child had been had been working with the school board and the people at the, at, at the school to craft a six page transition plan for that 13 year old child to change that person's gender, that 13 year old's gender specifically without the parent's knowledge or consent. You follow the progression from Roe v. Wade and how it led to that. 
right? This is why we have transgenderism going on in, in our culture. That was about, and the Republicans didn't want to engage in it. They never look and see the second and third and the fourth level implications down the road. Gay marriage was never about gay marriage, right? The same movement, the same people pushing the LBGT, the gay marriage movement, didn't, were the same people talking about separation of church and state. So why were they going after marriage? Marriage is a religious designation, right? Because they wanted to pierce our religious freedoms, right? And, you know, they promised us, look, if you'll give us gay marriage, we're going to leave you alone. We're not going to force anybody to, per- to participate in a, in a gay wedding. And now we've got bakers and florists being forced to participate in a gay wedding. It's, about, it, it's, it's been death by a thousand cuts, and it all began with Roe v. Wade. And it's not going to end just because Roe v. Wade gets overturned. This is why we have to take to the streets. This is why we need to be marching, because it's all tied together. Every bit of this, every aspect of our society, from CRT, the transgender movement, Roe v. Wade, abortion, uh, COVID, and the Marxist communist crackdowns over our lives, every bit of it has been about amassing power against us. And if they can get it done through the Supreme Court, then they have it done permanently, right? Many people thought that when Casey was heard back in the 90s, that that's when Roe v. Wade would be overturned. The justices basically all admitted that Roe was crappy law, right? That, that, that they crap, it was crafted out of their heinies. But they didn't want to overturn Roe because they felt that it would, it would destroy the legitimacy of the court. Well, Roe v. Wade forever destroyed the legitimacy of the court. Their role needs to, this, this number of these nine justices right now, if they actually cared about legitimacy of the court, they would overturn Roe v. Wade, whole cloth. And they would resume their role of applying the law, not writing the law. But I don't have any faith in these justices. But whether or not, even if they do go with Dobbs, go with Texas and say that the states have the right to craft their own, their own laws around abortion, and they do, abortion is here to stay in this country. Unless we, as well as transgenderism, five-year-olds being put on puberty blockers, CRT being taught in our schools, unless we get absolutely active. And one of the things we need to do is be running for office. We need to be taking our country back and we need to be. And as we run for office and as people run for office, we need to be absolutely bold. And what we're saying about what is done, that this is infanticide of what what's going on. Roe v. Wade put us in the group of about three countries that commit infanticide. No other Western country allows for abortion after a heartbeat. Most other countries, it's 14 weeks, except for the United States of America. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Bob Walters. We're going to share with you guys this week's education roundup. Then we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And y'all might be surprised somebody I got as a nominee for Hero this week. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea Kay, whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Friday's means Bob Walters, my dear friend and patriot who joins me every week to tell you guys all the craziness that's happening around the country with our schools. And um, by the way, we know that that we often miss, you know, stories out there because that's how crazy it is, right? Um, that uh, there's there's so many topics every week that Bob and I can't even get to all of them. But if you have a story idea or something that you really want us to talk about, you know, post it on my Facebook. Let me know, right? 
um, let, let Bob and I know, um, Bob Walters, you can also friend request him on Facebook because we, you know, Bob works really hard to bring you guys all the hot topics, but if we happen to miss one that you really want featured, um, be sure to let us know about it. Right, Bob? Hello, Bob. Bob. Bob, you're up. We will have to uh, redial Bob. I think somehow he went off into into the ether. Uh, maybe he's checking his Facebook to see if somebody posted. While we're trying to while we're trying to connect with Bob, did y'all hear this story? Here's my a nominee for Stink of the Week, and it's actually worse than that. Uh, the TSA has been busted. A, a, a whistleblower. Um, claims that the agency was allowing, quote, unknown migrants, i.e. illegal aliens, to board commercial airlines using, wait for it, these are illegal aliens, right? So an illegal alien comes into the country, right? And they they go to the airport and they don't have an ID, right, to get through, through the TSA checkpoint. Guess what the TSA is accepting as identification? To board airplanes. You ready? Drum roll. Arrest warrants. <laughs> arrest warrants now you would think that if you an american citizen didn't have your id didn't have a passport if you were trying to fly international and you went to the airport and you tried to check in or tried to go through tsa and you had an arrest warrant that you showed for your id what do you think might happen might get arrested right oh no not when it's an illegal if they if they've got an arrest warrant showing um, that they're wanted for remo- a, a, a warrant for arrest of an alien or a warrant for removal and deportation. You get on a plane. <laughs> this is the insanity of this. This is the insanity. The Supreme Court, speaking of the Supreme Court, we talked about them earlier. Uh, the Supreme Court, Rufi Gorsuch, just a few days ago, refused to hear the case of a father who filed a lawsuit out of Florida because his four-year-old child And children don't get it, and they don't give it. His four-year-old child has asthma and other health-related issues and can't fly with a mask on. And Gorsuch wouldn't even hear the case. We, as American citizens, are considered criminals. Flights have been diverted. People have been hauled off of planes in cuffs because they didn't wear a mask. But illegals are allowed to board planes using arrest warrants. Back on the line, they had a bit of a uh, power outage there with where he's at. But we have him on the cell phone, live and ready for action. Excellent. Uh, but you can use an arrest warrant as an ID to get on the planes. I'm um, glad to have Bob with me. And, and I, I don't know, Bob, are you sitting in the dark, my dear? We still don't have Bob. Well, now his cell went bad. I literally just talked to him seconds ago. <laughs> well, then I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to wait to the break and then we'll reconvene Sounds with Bob good. during the break. Yeah, that's what we do. So keep continuing this discussion. Can you guys believe that the TSA... This is supposed to be, um, I think the TSA stands for um, Transportation Safety Administration. The TSA came about under the Patriot Act after 9-11. George W. Bush created bloated government. He's the one that created um, Homeland Security. He's the one that created the TSA under it when what we really needed to do was we really needed to privatize our security uh, I think I, I read a couple of items that the TSA found recently. So, okay, they did, they did catch the chainsaw somebody from New Orleans was trying to bring through. Um, but uh, um, this, is, this is what we have. The Biden administration allowing illegal aliens to get on the plane using arrest warrants as, uh, as identification. Continuing um, the COVID conversation, by the way, and another nominee for here uh, of Stink of the Week is while here in California – 
we have some of the most straight. We're I, 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 we're not as bad, I don't think, maybe as New York, but we're pretty bad across the. Uh, I think I think we're pretty much right up there with New York in terms of the communist crackdowns using COVID. Uh, depending on where you're at in the state, right? We know that um, Gavin Newsom has, has issued a mask mandate on all of us across the country. He's using Cal OSHA to force not just masks in the workplace, but they have to be N95 masks. It has to be a mask you can't see through. All state employees in, in California have to have the jab in order to in order to have a job, except guess where Gavin Newsom has decided to provide an, an, uh, a, a pass to where you don't have, you can, you can be a state worker for California and not have to get the jab. The prisons. And why um, the um, the California Correctional the the uh, the CDCR the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation um, is opposing the vax requirements for most of the people who work in the prisons. Now they don't say why the CDR or whatever the the CDCR California Corrections they're not saying why they oppose it, but they just decided to oppose it. And see, so you know what? They're a union that donated. How much did they donate? Did Gavin Newsom's um, G one point seven five million dollars against it, uh, to support him in his fight against the recall last year? So, gee, I guess that's you know um, that's all you need to do to so much for public health, right? So much for health of the inmates and other people. I thought the shots were supposed to be about protecting people from getting it and giving it, right? I guess, I guess, you, you, I guess, if you're a state worker. Um, you know, if you've given money, I guess that's a way of being inoculated, right? Pass some greenbacks to Gavin Newsom through your fingers and you're, I guess you're magically inoculated against COVID, against giving it and, and getting it. Um, in, in spite of the fact that there's supposedly some type of outbreak going on, there's at least 5,498 confirmed cases. Look, I'm not particularly sympathetic with these prisoners. They, the prisoners, by the way, filed a lawsuit uh, in the state of California against Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day because he banned smoking in the prisons. And you know what? They actually won the case. So, um, you know, uh, these, these prisoners, um, you know, I'm not particularly interested in their health. Um, I think what I'm interested in is the fact that this is clearly, if you needed another indication of rules for thee and not for me and the hypocrisy going on with these COVID uh, crackdowns and that it's nothing but a power play, here it is. Here it is right here. So maybe if you're a state worker, uh, maybe you might want to go, you know what, I, I don't want to get the jab, so I'm going to leave working for the Department of Motor Vehicles. I'll go work for a prison. And you, you can avoid the jab. So my guess is, these, these union workers don't want the jab because maybe they've read the VAERS report. Maybe they see that you can, that uh, people who've gotten the jabs are still getting sick and being hospitalized and dying from it. Maybe they're seeing the VAERS reports that at least a million people, and that's just according to VAERS, have either had adverse reactions or dying from it. So, All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to try to connect with Bob Walters. And if not, we promise to have Bob with us on Monday. Stay tuned. Bringing you 21st Century Common Sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. Andrea K telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. To tonight's Andrea K Show, I don't know what kind of demonic 
poltergeist, liberal poltergeist, was trying to keep me from having my man Bob Walters on the show tonight. But we're going to bring you Bob Walters, okay, whether they're trying to stop him or not. Do I have my man Bob Walters with me? You got me here. I think the wind has been conquered, at least for a little bit. Well, good. All right. So, well, I'm not going to be able to have you as long as I usually like to have you, but let's roll through as much as we can of what what what, uh, what the stories were for this week. Well, had a lot of good news this week, too. So good. start with that. It's Governor Glenn Youngkin uh, Virginia in Virginia banned CRT and mandatory mask on his very first day in office uh, beginning of this week, which is good news. He'll have a fight in his hand, but he's doing it. Good for him. A week ago. Yeah, it is great. Just one week ago, San Diego School Board put a ban on after-school sports and practice. This was to stop the virus spread, but when parents reacted strongly and angrily, the ban was removed after one week. This past Monday, they removed it. Oh, good. I didn't even know that. Okay, excellent. Yep, yep. Then North Carolina State Superintendent walked back plans to implement a statewide curriculum that would teach disabled preschoolers that we are all part of a racialized society and, quote, whiteness is affecting everything, unquote. This is for disabled preschoolers <sighs> from two years oh. to five years old. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, that is just back from it. They stopped. Well, so. well good. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's why it's in the good news thing. The proposed Nebraska statewide health curriculum derailed after pressure from mass resistance and 400 parents. This would have included sexuality, LGBT propaganda, and critical race theory in all Nebraska schools. But they did away with it after one night of discussion. So that's that's the public reacting and getting something done to stop it. Absolutely. You know, putting the pressure on these people is working because you know what? These school boards are like any other person who's got an office. They want to keep their power. And if they feel like they're going to lose the public and not get reelected, you know, they're going to cave. So um, this is this is great news. Yeah. You get Monroe High School football players took the kneel when the national anthem was playing. And that prompted the two referees to walk off the field, (gasps) thereby killing the game. (laughs) <laughs> wow, was this in Monroe, Louisiana? Was this Monroe, yes, Louisiana? Monroe, Louisiana. And they said it was firm of their beliefs. They weren't going to apologize for it. And they walked off the field. Wow. When these Good for these referees. Yeah. By the way, for those who don't know, Monroe is where Duck Dynasty. That's where the Duck Dynasty people are. But yeah, good for those refs. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. They stood up. And on January 14th, CFER and some parent plaintiffs battled on the inclusion of two religions uh, praising Aztec gods uh, in the ethnic studies program in San Diego. A settlement was reached and the chants were removed by the state of California this past Monday. Thank goodness, because you're not allowed to say Christian prayers or, you know, Jewish prayers, but they were having in the ethnic studies program Aztec prayers being Cited by the kids, right? Well, and for and, and let's think about this for a minute, for a second. I know you got a lot to get through, but you know, I thought you know they t- they tell little girls that she can't go dress like Pocahontas at Halloween anymore because it's cultural appropriation. But yet they're going to have these kids do Aztec chants in the classroom. See, this is what's so brain about wokeism of the left is that they get to change the rules since it's so much based on emotion. They get to change it constantly, whatever suits them, right? Um, but I, you know. 
it seems as though so much of the crazy going on in schools, it tends to happen a lot in San Diego. And I'm wondering, Bob, if this isn't because San Diego was traditionally a red county and it's a way to try to incrementally turn it blue. This is this is how they turn. This is how they turn red areas to blue. They t- they yeah. know what counties to target. And this could, should confirm to you guys that the schools are the battleground for how they flip counties and cities. Yes. Yep, you're yeah. right. Yeah. And Governor Newsom announced something this week which was rather alarming. I mean, it's good news, I guess, for 45 colleges and universities in California that will subsidize tuition for any student who does community service up to $10,000. The detail on how you earn the $10,000 wasn't released yet, but that is the announced program he just made yesterday. Well, the the trick might be in the details, dear Bob. It might be that what's the definition of community service? Going around handing out needles to the homeless, um, you know, going around, you know, teaching CRT, you know, to, you know, um, in libraries. I don't know that the the devil's in the details there, but I'm kind of liking the idea. You know, because it's like good news on the surface, but we'll have to see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. And the final good news point is the University of Michigan has agreed to pay $490 million in damages to more than 1,000 former students, mostly males, who said they were sexually abused by a sports doctor, Robert Anderson. It took 15 months of negotiations and legal steps, but each student, get this, is going to get $438,000 next week. Good. Good. I guess These, it's good. <laughs> well, it, well, it's good that there's that, that there's going to be accountability because one of the things that we know from the gymnastics, this Dr. Nasser thing with these with these gymnasts, is that um, the Olympic organization knew. I think he was a doctor at Michigan. He, knew, uh, you know, the 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 university knew. The FBI covered it up when the girls tried to report on it. We start having some accountability. These institutions start start having to write some checks. And um, then maybe they'll start, you know, um, paying more attention and start protecting their athletes and their students. Yeah, just true. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so, so I got some not so great news. Uh, All right, new, Lay it on me. New West, <laughs> new West Charter School under the umbrella of United of LA School District is segregating students who have not taken the vaccine, forcing them to sit outside on the pavement, and not allowing them to use the bathroom all day long. <gasps> I don't know how you do that from eight-year-old to 12-year-old kids. Uh, oh, my gosh. I posted that video on Facebook today. I had no idea. They weren't even allowing them to use the restroom? No, they were not. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't mean to be indelicate here, but, you know, I, I, how many accidents did we have? What if we had, you know, I, I hit puberty at nine and a half and began menstruating. And I would have been at like, how many girls were not able to go to the restroom to handle their feminine business? This is flat yeah. out child abuse. And it's happening at a charter school, Bob? Yeah, charter school, believe it or not. And there's a group called Let Them Breathe that's going to take a uh, final legal action and a planned rally to stop it. Good. Uh, that just happened yesterday. Wow. Uh, and then you got the teachers union that funnel millions of dollars to divisive political movements, as well as Democratic politicians using the pandemic to advance policies outside of education. They even proposed <laughs> Black Lives Matter week be installed through all schools in the United States, effective next semester. It's just Black Lives Matter week. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we got to have a whole week in which they're yammering about and pushing their uh, and Black Lives Matter is an admitted Marxist, you know, a communist organization. So this is a whole week of, of what are they going to are, are they going to have, you know, mock buildings, mock federal government buildings constructed that they're going to get to burn down? Is that how they're going to well, mark? They've got to convince all the school districts uh-huh. to go along with it, too. But the yeah. teachers union is pushing for it throughout the country. Uh, wow. It's crazy. I know. Um, then you got uh, a government data just came out in 2019 that showed the average fourth grader in this country had a 41% proficiency level in math. By eighth grade, it had dropped to 34%. And by 12th grade, it stood only at 24%, believe it or not. Wow. 75% are in, don't know anything about math. And, and that trend and- has continued, but the government now under Biden refuses to give any updates on this report. So we don't know. Now, and this is nationally, nationally. Uh-huh, it is. Well, we used to be. Think about how this is destroying our nation and destroying our legacy. We used to be have the greatest schools in the world, right? The greatest education system in the world, because we were focused on teaching math. We were focused on teaching English. We had advanced placement classes where kids that had greater aptitude than others, because no, there is no such thing as equity or equality, right? And, um, you know, and if somebody had an aptitude for architecture, engineering, science or whatever, um, they they were able to be challenged in, in school and, and we had testing. And this is why the United States of, of America, partly why the United States of America has been historically the greatest force of technology and innovation uh, in the world since our country began. And this this is this is not an accident, in my opinion. This is the result of a long range plan of school unions and the Marxist in our system to try to shift us as, as a country. And, um, and we, we've got to get putting the focus back on academics. We've gone so far in the wrong direction, no SAT scores. And, um, you know, just it's, and it's all about communism. It's all about uh, equal outcomes for everybody. Now the equal outcome is illiteracy and stupidity. I know it's really pathetic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, the California legislature never stops working. This time they now will allow school boards to select one or more illegals to work, to be on the board of education <gasps> in every school district in California. They can make motions. They can participate in the questioning of witnesses. They can attend closed sessions and they can serve a two year term in every school district of California. Illegals are now on the school boards. They have to, they have 30 days to start appointing them. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say here. This is um, this is such a theft of our. This is an insurrection. This is a coup attempt. Open borders. Let people let people come in, and then and then without them, it'd, it'd be bad enough if they were allowed to run for office, Bob Walters. But now they're going to be appointed and have power. And, and if, if y'all are just tuning in and you have or you've been listening for a while and you thought Bob and I were crazy that the battlefield for the future of this country is in the schools. There it is, because they're intentionally putting illegals on the school board. And these illegals are coming from what they're coming from socialist, communist, cor- corrupt governments themselves. I know, they don't understand. They don't understand. We've got American citizens that are 50, 60 years old that don't appreciate, don't understand the U.S. Constitution. But we're going to put illegals who just came into this country. We're going to reward them with the power over our kids. It's insane. 
There's two hundred and there's two hundred and thirty. I don't know about Orange County, Bob. There's two hundred and thirty seats, different offices in San Diego County where Democrats are running unopposed. Many of them are school boards. This weekend, yeah. it may be too late to sign up, but San Diego San Diego Republicans.org are teaching people this weekend how to run for office. And even if you don't get to take the classes, go go to their website, look and see and, and run for office somewhere. You can see the extent that the Democrats they know that the powers at the local level, Bob, don't they? They do. And that's where you got to that's where you got to have the battle. We can all talk about how bad the schools are and we can go complain. But if you don't run for school board, you're never going to take charge. We're, yeah. and, and, and this is the future of our country. Why are they putting illegals on those school boards? Because they know that the, the, the future of the United States rests in their ability to churn out little socialist communist soldiers for the state versus those that appreciate America and understand the Constitution and, and, and freedoms. This is the battleground, people. I agree. It's really terrible. Oh, All right. The final thing I have is I've got schools in Arlington, Virginia, that will now allow unlimited number of retakes on assignments, ban extra credit, <laughs> and block grading on homework. There'll be no more grades on homework. Some teachers have complained that this will give kids a free pass and dramatically reduce, reduce the quality of education. Really? <laughs> well, what, isn't that what we were just talking about? That's that's obviously the goal. At a time in which you're telling me reports come out to where nationally the proficiency on math is 18. percent Look at what look at what the plan is there to not grade yeah, to let people have unlimited time. He won't give any update on those figures anymore. They shut it down. So right. Wow! Get active, people. Now. Get active, people. Tell everybody about Here. We the Kids and School Choice. Yep, wethekids.us. It's a good group to get into and have help your kids get the respect for America. And join the petition drive, uh, californiaschoolchoice.org. And we need volunteers. I gave out 3,000 petitions yesterday and 4,200 the day before. We're on the battlefield, and we're going to win this thing and get it on the ballot. But we need everybody's help. Jump in. Make contact. Yes. All right, hon. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for all you do for this country and our children. Appreciate you so much. That's all right. You're doing a great job yourself. Thanks, sweetheart. All right, y'all stay tuned. The final segment's coming up here of the week in Stink of the Week. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, you know who's a nominee for Hero of the Week for me, Skins? Hello? He's not paying attention to me. No, I'm paying attention. I'm waiting for you to tell me. Okay, Caitlyn Jenner, believe it or not. Um, what, are the, what was I talking about at the open of the show? We need people to be forcefully coming out fighting for the culture of this country. The demise, we started rotting like a corpse when Roe v. Wade um, became the law of the land in, in this country. It was an attack on our culture, and we have not, as Republicans and conservatives, been fighting the culture war like we should. And you know who's come out hardest this week against transgenders uh, playing in, in sports? Caitlyn Jenner. I want to read a couple of comments because what happened was the NCAA, you know, there's been this whole controversy about a, some swimmer named Lee or Lisa, whatever, some, a dude. Um, uh, the NCAA came out and decided to allow the participation of biological males in women's sports. 
And uh, Jenner said, I'm disappointed. The NCAA just kicked the can down the road, and it's unfortunate. I'm out there to protect women's sports. Um, he went on to say, um, I don't know why the governing bodies are, you know, are so intent on getting such a small number of people when they're uh, why they're bending over to this person. It's a woke world gone wrong. Um, he went on to Jenner went on to say um, that um, transgender women athletes, which is a man who's calling himself a woman who went through typical male puberty during adolescence, still hold a competitive advantage adva- edge over their biologically female competitors. He said one year of testosterone suppression therapy is required by the NCAA isn't enough to ensure fairness in women's sports. He said in Leah Thomas's case, I don't care about her testosterone levels now for the last year or two. Honestly, I care about her testosterone levels the first 16, 17 years of her life. That's what we're fighting against here. Uh, Jenner declined an invitation to join an all-women's golf tournament because uh, Jenner says the biological advantage he, uh, she, whatever you want to refer to him, uh, is um, uh, has he still has over competitors. He says specifically when it comes to body structure, the length of my arms, the size of my feet, the size of my hands. He says, obviously, I've been through through all of it. I have no more testosterone going through my body. I just live on estrogen, and I can still hit the golf ball a long way. I can outdrive all the girls by 100 yards. I can reach every par five and two. It's just not fair. So I would never play in a tournament with the women. So um, hat tip to Jenner here because Jenner didn't no squishiness and actually gave scientific specific reasons for why this shouldn't be happening. And we all know that the reason why this is happening is it's it's about destroying the culture of our nation. This isn't because they care about this one athlete. They care about destroying our culture. And that's what it's about. And hat tip to Jenner for pushing back on it. And you know what? Jenner's not running for office anymore, right? Jenner really doesn't have a reason to be doing this. So, hat tip to Jenner. Um, a nominee for Stink of the Week is M&M's. We didn't talk about it last night. Did you hear this story, Skins? I didn't like M&M's anyway, but uh, give me another reason not to like them. Well, I don't like M&M's either. That's never been my jam. I don't need a whole lot of chocolate candy when I do. It's dark chocolate. Oh, you, well, you need both, girl. Yeah. You know, they've got these these characters. They've got the sexy girl green character, and, and sexy girl green always wore knee-high white boots. Uh, well, now, you know, they, that's, uh, they got to uh, remove her sexy voice, put her in sneakers, um, and, quote, the company is saying um, – uh, it's uh, intended to changing the characters. The brown character uh, says, I'm the boss. I'm just not going to be as bossy anymore. It's just so stupid. That's yeah, insane. It's insane. I mean, it's candy. Okay. And nobody, nobody gives a crap. There's no such thing about- as talking candy people. Well, not only that, but it's just like, can we have something? Can I go to my cabinet, please? And open up and grab some candy without you trying to indoctrinate me into your nonsense. So this is my stink of the week. My hero of the week is Caitlyn Jenner. You got anything you want to uh, no add? No stink. My hero of the week, Kirk Cameron, because he says Hollywood's coming to terms with the fact that equality begins in the in the womb. Love that guy. Awesome. Great way to end the show. Thank you, Skins. Thanks, Bob Walter. See you on Monday. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.